Today in the Attorney Career Advice Podcast with Harrison Barnes. About a year, almost a year into the clerkship. What I do is I, I review resumes all day. A lot of ways. If you just start sending out random resumes from all this and fix it, you should read a lot of stuff. All right, so give me just one second. Yeah, so one of the things too about asking questions is you should feel free to ask questions about anything that you may be wondering about. And the reason is because a lot of times things that you may think are dumb questions can actually help a lot of people. So I've noticed that many times, oops, sorry. Yeah, so we're back. But I did want to tell everyone that you, you should feel free to ask questions about really anything that you have. Many times questions that you may think are dumb or you don't want to ask are often the best questions and can help a lot of people. So it doesn't have to be about this. It could be about anything that you, questions you have. And just, I'm not, I wouldn't consider myself like a genius really in this stuff. I've just been doing it for so long. I'm committed and showing up. So I've learned a lot about uh, kind of things that work and don't work. So I, I think it can be helpful uh, for you to hear a lot of these things. Okay. So this is great. So here's, I'm going to start with some of the first questions and I'm you just see her answer this first question here. It looks good. Okay. Hi, Harrison. I'm on the heels or back to bed setbacks in my first year of practice. I started out a small firm that let me go because business dried up in general litigation. I managed to join a large labor and employment firm, which I thought was my big break. I went from having no work to being on the rise of my new firm, building 200 plus hours. Wow. Each month I'm making a lot of connections. This was at a branch of a national labor employment firm. I had friction with my supervising branch office partner and was worried about the high turnover despite working well at this firm. I started looking at new positions. I interviewed with several competitors. Now this week I lost my job. An important partner came to me and when I couldn't handle two trials at once, my branch partners didn't protect me. Now I feel cut off at the knees. The partner threw me out of the bus, told me I was hard to manage. Now I feel cut off at the knees, devastated and don't know what to do and look unemployable. Okay, so everyone, a lot of people come in and, and they think because they lost their job and things, they're unemployable and, and that's just crazy. So the first thing is legal career can, and I'll just make sure you understand this. Uh, and it's important for everyone to understand that has early setbacks. Legal career uh, can't uh, between, I guess it'd be for 23, if at 23 or no, I'm sorry, 26 at 26, you expect to be practicing, you'd be practicing another 50 years. So. This is how it works. People practice, so you can certainly practice 20 years and retire or whatever, but a lot of attorneys practice well into their seventies and you can, but you won't slow down. People are living longer than they ever have uh, and will continue to live longer. There's just because you have some early setbacks, regardless, even if you have a setback 10 years in, it can always help cry. So I'll tell you a quick story about myself in my practice of law. So I, when I got into my first job, after working in the summer, I went to work for a federal judge. And I, at the time, because I'd come out of a, a series of, anyway, I, I was very astonished by how, what I considered at the time, conservative this person was. And then he was very concerned with making sure that there was zero typos and things. And because I wasn't on his same page politically, which he picked up very quickly, that he started, I, I thought, looking for small errors in my work to just anyway, but he, I, he was just being himself. He wasn't doing anything wrong. And I was doing a lot wrong by making my, uh, the fact that I didn't quite identify with him politically and making a lot of mistakes. And that is a mistake. I should have just kept that crap to myself. The other thing I made a mistake was I didn't, and when I was there in the beginning, 
I did make typos and things and not serious ones, but enough that it upset him very much. And I got to the point where I was not making any typos and doing incredibly well with work. It made me paranoid about not producing perfect work. But when I was uh, about a year, uh, almost a year into the clerkship, it was pretty clear that we just weren't getting along. And if I stayed there any longer, I risked uh, losing my job. And so I went to him and we mutually agreed that I would leave. He was very happy, I can tell, with that decision. And so pretty much, I'm not saying I got fired, but pretty damn close. And I only did that because I sensed that just based on atmosphere and everything, that I was going to lose my job. So I learned from those mistakes. And so when I got to my next job at Corn Emanuel, like I, I just was hyper about not making any negative feelings known by making sure I didn't make any typos. I did perfect work by, by being supportive and enthusiastic and all these things. So I learned my lesson. That's a lot of what I'm teaching today. I'm certainly not perfect. I've made a lot of mistakes and lost jobs too. And that, by the way, I'm telling you, I got basically got fired. I didn't get fired, but I was going to get fired. And, and so I made some mistakes. My mistakes were not being negative, uh, having negative feelings about the judge, him picking up my negative feelings, all these sorts of things that made me a freaking liability and someone that had no business working there because I wasn't supporting the person that had given me this clerkship when they got tons of applicants from University of Michigan and all these local schools and I got it. And so I was very lucky. So if you get a job with someone, regardless of who it is, you need to be appreciative. You can't, you need to be manageable. You need to do what they say. You need to try to do the work quality that they want. And you need to really get all over it. And you should not have friction with anyone. There should be no friction. This is the mistake that junior associates make and senior make. You work for someone that there's no friction. They, there should be none. Like you do what they ask you to do. You're learning. You're, you have, you're getting, there's no, you're not right. You're an apprentice and you only stay an apprentice as long as you do uh, the kind of work that people want and you do a good job. You have to be as uh, focused on doing a good job for people and as possible. You cannot let your personal feelings get in the way. You can't let your judgment about what they should be doing with a client get in the way. You can't get a judgment about what they, how they should be doing anything. It's not your responsibility. Do you know the secrets to getting your dream legal job? We do. And one of the best things you can do is apply to jobs that fly under the radar. Applying to openings with very little competition means you stand a much higher chance of getting hired. But how do you find openings like that? For starters, you're not gonna find them on major job boards because these jobs are usually only advertised on companies' websites and in small regional publications. That is why we created Law Crossing, the most comprehensive database of legal jobs in the world. We have a team of people constantly working to find every single legal job out there. Unlike other job boards, which only list jobs that companies pay to post, we include every legal job we can find in order to maximize your chances of finding a job. So what are you waiting for? Head over to www.lawcrossing.com to find your dream legal job today. Attorneys who get fired early in their careers, always the almost the number one thing that I see that happens is they think they know better. Or they think the, they call the person they're working for, I don't know what's the word, but doing the wrong thing or whatever, they judge the person and they just get eaten up alive. You cannot do that as a young attorney. It's some of the biggest advice I can give you. So that's great. You got a job with this national labor and employment firm. 
you are certainly not by any stretch of the imagination, your career is not finished. That's just absolutely ridiculous. And again, you said here, you're worried about time, high turnover. That's not your problem. Like you have to put your head down and not worry about high turnover. It's, you just do as well as you can. You don't need to start looking for new positions because there's high turnover. You need to basically need to commit. The problem with looking for new positions, there's a couple ways to look for a new position. If you look for a position, and again, I'm not trying to promote a recruiter or my business. You can look for positions in a lot of ways. If you just start sending out random resumes, sometimes if you're working for someplace already, you have to be very concerned about the, your people finding out. It, it doesn't happen in large markets. It typically, if you're in like New York, Chicago, or Los Angeles, or, or whatever, Miami, or even Memphis, or large to medium-sized markets. If you, but if you start sending your resume around in smaller markets, it can often get back to your firm because these people in smaller markets just they don't receive a lot of resumes. They so that it's just you have to be careful in smaller markets. Typically, when you use a recruiter, which you can, it's not something that everyone should be doing. But law firms won't give you problems because if the recruiter, they screw the recruiter, stop sending people you. But there's just a, a lot of things that can happen. But you should not always be on the lookout for a job. You just need to do your best to do where you're well. I don't like the idea of being hard to manage. If you read, there's an article that I wrote. There's five things that law firms look for when they're hiring any employer. It's, they look for, can you do the work, which most people can do the work. And I want you to, everyone to understand these reasons. I, I talk about them a lot. There's a whole series of articles on BCG where I talk about each of these in depth, but this is the, learning these five things is some of the really the most important things that anyone can learn to succeed. Will you do the work? Will you do the work long-term? Can you be managed? Do you want the job? So these are the five things that law firms look for. Doing the work, most people can do the work. You have to learn how to do that. Doing the work long-term means, does it look like wherever you go, you're going to commit? Law firms will look at that very closely. Most people, not all, can figure out how to do the work. Not a lot of people look like they're going to do it long-term. So here, you you went to, you lost your job, and then you got a new job, and then you didn't commit long-term, so that's not a good thing. For some reason, you couldn't be managed, so that's not... A good thing. And then the other was that then they didn't like you. So because of whatever, these things is, th these are really the three reasons why I believe you had problems in, in your job. So this is something that goes for everyone uh, on this call. These are very important things. And this is what I've come up with in terms of 25 years of experience watching what makes people successful and what doesn't. So if you look like you're going to do the work long term and you're going to commit, then people are going to give you more and more work. They're going to feel uh, secure with you because it costs money for a law firm to let someone go and have to hire a replacement. Think about how much work that is. That means they have to spend all this time interviewing. That means that they have to, I mean, not only do they have to spend time interviewing, but then they have to, they have to, they lose people doing the work. So it costs them money with their clients. They, it's a big deal when they lose someone. If the law firm's charging, most law firms, even if you work even, 800 hours, you're not costing them any money. So the law firm, when they let you go, it's a big deal. They have these reasons. And so it may be that once you commit, they're really, they're less likely to let you go and you need to be manageable. That's very important. Being manageable just means you ask them to do something, no problem. You get it done. You do whatever you say. So 
I would do a search for a message to Garcia. What's it called? A message to Garcia in Garcia, Harrison Barnes. So that's harrisonbarnes.com or whatever. So this will show you some of the things, or we'll talk to you about some of the things that you can do to be much more effective in your work by really just being able to be managed, doing the things you want. And there's a lot of articles about being managed, but be, everyone needs to be managed. You need to be every, every president, every businessman, everybody knows how has, has to be managed. And then wanting the job, that's important when they're interviewing and then being liked. So people work with people that they like. So the point is, is you're not unemployable. If I was you, here's what I would do. If I was you, I would cope small labor and I would apply to small labor and employment firms. Let me see. Small labor and employment. And I would, another thing you could do that would be cool is you could do find plaintiffs labor and employment. And there's a bunch of them. And say that you left because you were more enthused, you were more interested in doing plaintiff's labor and employment. And people that do this, by the way, can be very financially successful. So th those are just some ideas that I would give to you. But anybody can find positions. It's not really that difficult. I just, I don't want to make some mistakes here, but see here. Okay. But if you do a search like on uh, Google and you just say any city, I'm just going to, what's a small, let's just talk about any market or be like labor and employment firm, labor and employment attorney or Madison or whatnot. I mean, it doesn't really matter anywhere. You're going to find tons of places and there's, they're all over. Look at this. There's just tons of them. So any market you're in, you can find plenty of people to look for. You're not unemployable. Look at this. There's just Madison, Wisconsin. They're all over. There's tons of them. Anyone's two or three pages, but anyone who wants to can get a job. You just have to find do searches. And this is a very simple thing for anyone that's on this call that thinks that it's going to be difficult. Labor and employment attorney. Let's find another random market. How about Tuscaloosa? I don't even know how to spell it. Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Is that, I don't even know really that a city. I mean, any place in the, yeah, here we go. People in Tuscaloosa. So it's just, they're all over. It doesn't matter where you are, you can find plenty of jobs. It's just, you just have to, and what would you do? You would contact these people and say, yeah, I want to be a labor and employment attorney with you. I'm interested in and these people. If you do that, there'll be someone that wants the job. They'll like you because you're approaching them. You can do the work because you've been at a, a large law firm and all of a sudden you look like a very good hire. So everyone needs to understand these things. By the way, say, if you do a search, and this is something um, I've been advocating for a long time. 85% of the placements that our company makes, I want you to understand this, 85% of BCG's placements um, are with firms that don't have openings. Why is that important? That's important because if the firm doesn't have an opening, you are the only applicant. You're flattering them because you're interested, because you're interested. So they like you. These things, they like you. You you want the job and they like you. So these are two things right here. You just, you have to maximize all these things in your serve. Again, like if you go after firms, if you just apply, like you're saying you're unemployable, sure. If you want to apply to job openings, just job openings, and you think that someone's going to hire you for any type of job just because you're going to get hired. No, they're going to hire someone that's employed before you. Wouldn't you? That's what they do. But if you just go and you approach people this way, this works. I've gotten tens of thousands of people jobs. Now, I'm not just saying to use Google. I have all these other lists that we build, but tens of thousands of people. 
I've gotten jobs doing things this way. If I just relied on openings, they never would have gotten jobs. So this is uh, something that works. It can change your career, can change your life. It's very simple. It's not something that people think of, but just sending, applying to places that don't have openings, huge. It's changed the careers of so many people. I can't even imagine. Changed my career, but no one does this. Everyone thinks you need to do things like let's go to Indeed or Law Crossing and apply to jobs. That's what people do. That's up to you. It works. You can get jobs on Law Crossing because it's a subscription site. Not a lot of people are looking at those jobs. They're willing to pay subscriptions and they're from places you wouldn't normally see. You can also get jobs on Indeed, but everyone's applying to those jobs. So if you're trying to apply to places that everyone's applying to, it's not going to work. So I hope that advice helps a little bit. Okay, this is a great question. In your experience, have you observed any instances where attorneys from non-prestigious schools outperform counterparts from Ivy League institutions and law firms? Yes, I actually see it every single day. I see it every single day. So absolutely. So why does why do I see it? How does it work? I'll explain that to you in a minute, but I see it literally every single day. So what I do is I, I review resumes all day. And a lot of people apply to send their resumes to BCG, tons of them. And I'm not saying that in a way to brag. I'm just saying that a lot of people apply uh, to our firm and I review personally every resume that comes in. It takes me quite a bit of time every day because I also, but anyway, it's when I say take hours, but I review every single resume. Do you want to grow your legal career? A lateral move might be the right choice to get you on track for your career goals. Working with a legal placement firm like BCG Attorney Search can open doors for you and help you live the life you dream of. If you're looking for a new legal job, send us your resume so we can help. Visit www.bcgsearch.com and click on Submit Resume to be paired with one of our legal placement professionals who will work tirelessly on your behalf to get you your dream legal job. Submit your resume to www.bcgsearch.com to get started today. So typically what happens is I'll see a resume from someone that went to a bad law school, meaning one that I've heard of every law school, but some of them I hear about them like a few times a year, and then they'll see they're at a great firm. I will presume many times that person must be like a staff attorney or contract attorney, but a good portion of the time, meaning probably 30% of the time, the person is a partner or an associate or something at one of these law firms. And they went to a law school that was not uh, great. Sometimes they did well. Sometimes they didn't. The people that didn't do well, you look at them and they're just beaming with enthusiasm and excitement. And many times that they're just, and then the people that did do well are, are very, also very enthusiastic. But the point is that law firms will hire people that, that look like they're going to commit. So think about it. If you're from a poor law school and you get a job at a really good firm, you're probably going to freaking commit and you're going to be like, this is what I'm doing. You're going to follow instructions and you're going to do what's asked of you. And you're going to be easy to work with because this is your big opportunity. You're going to want the job because uh, other people in your position, everybody would kill to have a job like that. And you're going to, they're going to like you because you're someone that is very interested in working with them and happy. And so law firms, this is just how it works. And then if you do a good job of the work and you're learning and stuff, you can do very well. So my point is that what happens is a lot of people that go to the best law schools, a ton of them, they come out and they have a sense of entitlement. And, and so they don't commit to the work. Very common, by the way, for 
graduates of the top law schools, meaning Yale, Stanford, things like that, and don't necessarily think that they're going to be doing this work a long time. They may be better than law firms. They may have other interests, but the people that don't always go to the best law schools are committee. And then they also, can you manage someone that went to a really good law school that thinks that they're more important. So this is the dynamics that happen. And, and then they may not want the job as much. They may think of doing other things. So these are all very important things. And you just need to understand that, yes, you can do much better coming out of a poor law school than someone that comes out of a good law school. I will said this before, I say it every week, but there are all sorts of practice areas where if you have a chip on your shoulder because you went to a bad law school and you really want to succeed, that can be like criminal law, it can be personal injury, it can be all these different things that people just become incredibly successful without a lot of, without the top backgrounds. And yes, you can do very well compared to people that didn't go to the best law schools. It's actually very common for people. These are great questions this week, by the way, for people to do that didn't go to the best law schools to do much better. Okay. I just give that one. Sorry. Oh, and by the way, if you signed into Zoom, I know people are sometimes nervous. I won't, if it shows your name, which I don't see any, but if it shows your name, I never use people's names. It's all confidential. Yeah, we're all done the question for the new associate who just lost job again. I love practicing law and I love my practice area. Now though, at two firms, I was not able to keep my job. My last job I lost despite being one of the most productive associates in the firm within six months because I did not have my supervisors on my side wanting to protect me. I want to keep practicing law, but not only do I feel like it would be impossible to work in a larger firm again, I'm starting to question if I might even bargain with the wrong tree. Oh, here we go. I went to a top 10 law school and have strong credentials, and yet I can't get my career off the ground. What are the top and most immediate steps I should take in my job search? How can I frame losing two jobs in such a short period of time to employers? Bad luck. Should I not even consider looking at firms? Do I need to go into different markets? Long-term, are these setbacks a sign that I should not work in a law firm, that something is wrong with me interpersonally? Okay, so whatever your issues are interpersonally or whatever problems you've had with law firms are all just learning experiences. And so that's what everyone should understand at any level. There are a lot of things that people can do to make themselves more accessible. So everyone has to learn. Imagine if you were Donald Trump and had been sued 50 different times for election fraud, for overstating your the value of your properties, for all these different things, would you give up? Would you say I'm not suited to be a politician or a businessman? So people that, and I'm not, I know a lot of people hate Donald Trump, a lot of people love him. I'm not taking sides here, but I'm just saying that anyone that succeeds always has to go through a lot of hoops. And so you may have come out of a top 10 law school with a, I remember once placing a Harvard graduate at, I don't know, Mendel, Mendelssohn or something, and which is an awesome employment for me. So I don't understand. I'm the only Harvard law graduate in this firm. It's a huge firm. I don't see why I should take the job. And he'd been out of work for two years or something, or six, I don't know, maybe a year doing something else. So there's nothing wrong with having lost jobs. You can work in other markets. You just need to apply to a lot of different places and learn lessons from this. You can't be upset. None of this is a sign that you shouldn't work in a law firm. It's just a sign that things weren't going for you and you made mistakes. Everyone makes mistakes early on. Every Michael Jordan didn't make the high school basketball team. There's so many Lincoln didn't lost every election until he was in his forties and failed at everything. So it's just, you just have to learn lessons from all this and fix it. You should read a lot of stuff about, I don't know if the same question will come back. Okay. But yeah, so I hope, I hope that helps. And there's, I think I see a follow-up question from this, which I will 
also try to answer in a little bit. Uh, I guess other people, let me see here. But yeah, this I just want to come back to this question. You can look at different markets. You can look at smaller firms. You can look at very highly qualified solo practitioners. You can be honest about your mistakes. But none of this stuff in the long run really matters. You just have to pick yourself up. There was one thing I did want to say. There's a book, How to Win Friends. And the reason I bring this up is because there's a Warren Buffett who took up this course and called Dale Carnegie and has it behind his desk and said it's like the best use of money he ever had or something. Yeah, I'm not promoting this class but or the book, but I do think learning about interpersonal relationships and stuff can be helpful. One of the things about going to a top 10 law school is a lot of people that do have a sense of entitlement. And if you, and attorneys who didn't go to schools like that often feel need to prove something like I'm just as good, even though I don't know. But, and sometimes people believe that there's something special about going to a top 10 law school. One of the things I would say, regardless of where you went to school, if you went to a really good school, you shouldn't talk about it. I went to a highly ranked college. I'd probably tell someone where I went to college once a year, maybe, and only if they asked me. You don't have to talk about this stuff. It doesn't, again, I would not let that harm you because a lot of people at the schools they went to get in their way. You have to do as well and even work harder than other people. That's all the time we have for this edition of the show. If you are an attorney looking for a change, head on to bcgsearch.com.